come in if you're in the coffee area. Welcome to church at 10 on a lovely bright sunny March morning. Rather cold but nice and sunny which is great. Okay. 
So, just a couple of notices as we start our time together this morning. Um, many, many thanks to all those involved with uh, the Riding Lights performance of the Narrow Road last night. It was amazing. Uh, great to see this place full uh, with people from all over the place, uh, all over the county in Herefordshire and, and further afield. It was wonderful. Um, and the cast did really well. One of the cast, Ollie, was at the nine o'clock. I think he may have gone now. Um, but uh, we were blessed last night where we was an amazing, powerful performance. Um, James, is he here? James is out there somewhere. Um, I was, I'm going to say thank you to James, um, whether he can hear me or not, but a huge thank you to James for all that he did to organize so many aspects of last night and um, publicize it far away. Here he is. Well done, James. Thank you to you. I just imagine you're still recovering. <laughs> Uh, so huge thanks, and huge thanks to everybody else who helped on the night, tea, coffee, welcome, etc., etc. Uh, Joyce Kiddy, who some of you may know, uh, she is turning 100 on March the 11th. Uh, there's a card at the back uh, to sign if you'd like to say happy birthday to her, to her so please do uh, sign that before you go. Uh, I have ba- uh, Bands of Marriage to publish for third and final reading. I published the Bands of Marriage between Richard David Powell of this parish and Joanne Schofield of this parish. This is for the third time of asking. If anybody knows any reason in law why these two persons may not marry, you are to declare it now. Let's pray for Richard and Joanne. Father, we pray for Richard and Joanne as they prepare to be married in due course. We pray for them as they prepare, as they prepare for the day and the, their lives together. We pray that you would bless them, be with them, and be in the centre of their marriage, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So we have an opening prayer that uh, I'll ask you to join in with, the words in bold uh, as on the screen. So let's pray. We are here in the name of Christ Jesus. So ask right now, and it shall be given to you. Seek right now, and you will find. Knock right now, and the door will be opened. So Father, would you help us and be with us as we worship you and lift your name on high, inhabit our praise, and glorify your name. Amen. Let's stand and sing, My Jesus, My Saviour. My Jesus, my Saviour, Lord, there is none like you.
song, one of the favourites we have here. There's not all that many children around, but uh, at whatever age you are, we can sing this song, Shine From The Inside Out. The actions are on the screen, on the video. It's a great song. Let's go for it. Thanks, Aidan. Shine from the inside out that the world will see you live in me shine from the inside out that the world will see you live in me you know me and you love me you feel me so send me to shine from the inside out that the world will Inside out, 
So as we worship God, who wants to shine from the inside out in our lives, we come before him to say sorry and to ask for his help. And so there'll be some words to respond uh, to this confession as we uh, say sorry to God. So do join in as appropriate. Lord God, you call us to be your voices in this world, and yet we stay silent. You call us to be your hands in this world, and we keep them hidden. You call us to be your feet in this world, and we go our own way. When we meet those who are doubting and say nothing, forgive us. When we meet those who need your touch and do nothing, forgive us. When we are called to take up your cross and carry nothing, forgive us. And so let's say it together. Breathe life into these bones. Bring freedom to these lives. That we might declare with heart and soul and voice. That you are Lord and our God. Amen. And so may the God of love and power forgive us and free us from our sins. Heal and strengthen us by his spirit. And raise us to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, Emma, have we got any children? No. No? Oh, tease me. Okay, well, they would have gone out now, but I can see them. <laughs> Bless you. Okay. All right, so we'll carry on in our worship as we sing uh, this lovely song that Matt Redman wrote a few years ago. When the music fades, all is washed away, and we simply come into the presence of God. So let's stand and sing this song to God together.
to hear your word read and as we come to hear your word preached we pray that our hearts would be open to you that our lives would be open to you that you would speak through through your servant Ursula she preaches to us and that we would be ready to receive and to hear and to live out your word in Jesus name Amen so Libby's going to bring us the reading and then Ursula will be preached The reading is Matthew chapter 7, beginning to read at verse 7, and it's on page 971. Matthew chapter 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you therefore then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And this is the word of the Lord for Christ Church today. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And as I climbed up on the stage past all the music stands, isn't it lovely to have a full music group? <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Prayer. There are some folk, and even some translations of the Bible, use the word prayer as a general catch-all. However, when we read a verse like Philippians 4, which says... Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer and supplication. Likewise, the Apostle Paul exhorts in Ephesians 6, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. Don't those verses and others similarly suggests that prayer, petition and supplication are different and particular forms of prayer. 
Last week I was asked, what's the difference between intercession and petition? And to those two words we can add two more, supplication and prayer. We are used to these words being used to describe prayer in general, bound together interchangeably. But let's start by digging a bit more into these words. Prayer, petition, supplication and intercession. These are the different words used for prayer in the New Testament. But many of our modern translations from the original have lost their nuance by just using the word prayer or the others interchangeably. Most commentaries suggest that the word prayer is best understood as a general description of an activity that can be subdivided into four different divisions. Four different descriptive words used in the original language. And for those who are interested, and I'm just looking around to see if there's any Greek scholars in the building, I don't think there are. The four words in Greek are prosuche, hikateria, deus, and entoixis. I'm not sure that I've pronounced any of them right. If you know better, come and tell me afterwards. In our translations, prosuche is most commonly translated as prayer. Hikateria as supplication, such as when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. And those of you who were here last night will remember the very moving depiction of that. Entoixis is intercession, and desis is petition. And dissecting these words back to the original leads to the suggestion that we can define intercession as prayer directed towards another, and desis as prayer for ourselves. So it's Desi's prayer that we are looking at today. The original word implies an urgency and a fervour. And those of you who've looked ahead in the series will know that Peter is tackling intercessory prayer next week. But let's move on then from the background to exploring what place petitionary prayer has in our lives. And I have to add here that although we've just seen in the New Testament that there are four varieties of prayer, Pete Gregg in his book subdivides prayer styles into several chapters. But I don't think that God has a heavenly clipboard. There isn't a heavenly version of GCHQ. Nowhere in heaven is there an official saying, oh, I can hear Ursula interceding a day. No, I don't think there's a check sheet ticking off each type of prayer. And although there are times when I'm aware that I'm focusing more on one aspect of prayer than another, for me, I find my prayer life is much more fluid, flowing between the different styles and focus. There are times when I rightly focus on intercession or contemplative prayer or deliverance or petition. So let's take as our working definition of petitionary prayer as one that focuses on our own needs and desires. The passage from Matthew starts with ask, seek, knock. 
Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I would suggest that these are a few of the most misunderstood words in the New Testament. You may remember the name it and claim it theology that had prominence some years ago. The belief that if God didn't answer prayers, then it was due in part to a lack of faith on the petitioner's part. That God was some sort of divine Father Christmas who pulled presents out of a divine sack to distribute to believers. God does answer our prayers, and many of us here have testimony to that. But the answers are not always under our terms and our expectations. So let's look a little at the context of these verses. They form part of the chapters. And you'll have to excuse me here, I'm having to use an iPad, and if I press the wrong button, it goes haywire. They form part of the chapters in Matthew that are known as the Sermon on the Mount. We are used to hearing the Beatitudes called the Sermon on the Mount, but they are just part of a longer sermon, a longer discourse where Jesus lists the high standards expected of his followers, standards that, humanly speaking, are impossible to live up to. I wonder if his listeners were reminded of the Jewish law and traditions. And as he spoke, they reflected again how almost impossible they were to live up to, diligently policed as they were by the Pharisees, with the temple priests as mediators between the population and Almighty God. But reading through the context, I would suggest that this passage from Matthew, towards the end of this long Sermon on the Mount, brings hope to the hearers. Hope, the certainty that by praying to the Father, our Father, by asking, seeking, knocking, he will give us the grace to live by the heavenly ideals of Jesus' teaching. Of course, that doesn't preclude our asking for healing and for our physical and material needs. And there are other verses in scripture that indicates God's willingness to hear our prayers for all we need. Tim Keller writes, God will either give us what we ask for or give us what we would have asked for if we knew everything that he knows. Think of blind Bartimaeus. In response to Jesus' question, what do you want? He responded, Lord, I want to see. But in these verses from Matthew, I wonder if we have become so familiar with them out of their context that we have lost some of the emphasis of what Jesus was saying. Yes, the Sermon on the Mount speaks of high expectations, the high expectations of Jesus' disciples. But through prayer, through relationship with my and your Heavenly Father, is the provision to help us live as his disciples. Ask, seek, knock. Why these three words? Some commentaries suggest there is an increasing degree of urgency and weight in the order with which they're written. 
others that they describe the different attitudes of prayer. Asking is verbal. We are to seek with our minds. We seek a set of priorities with a heart focus. And to knock involves physical movement, actions. As one commentary puts it, in English, when we read these verses, we stress the words receive, find, open. However, the emphasis in the original was different. And to understand their meaning in English, we have to turn them around. To receive something, ask. To find something, seek. To get the door opened, knock. For everyone who receives has been asking. For those who find, they have been seeking. And for those for whom the door is opened, they have been knocking. The early influential church father, Augustine, said of these verses, Asking is that we may get healthiness of soul that we may be able to fulfill the things commanded us. Seeking pertains to the discovery of the truth, but when any has found the true way, he will then come into actual possession, which, however, is only opened to him that knocks. What are we to make, then, of these verses? Yes, to persistently ask that our needs would be met, to recognize that our Heavenly Father delights to give us good gifts, good gifts to his children. But maybe we need to expand our definition of what good gifts are from our temporal, earthly needs to those spiritual and to look Godward with our needs and desires. Genesis 1.27 says that God made man in his own image meaning that the human race was formed with a particular likeness to Almighty God. We are made in our Father's image. So surely then it is no surprise that at the heart of our longing and desire should be to petition God that we should grow in his likeness, grow in grace, and to reflect our Heavenly Father to the broken world around us. In closing, I'd like to revisit the story of blind Bartimaeus. Let's petition God, ask him, name before him the desires of our hearts, as Bartimaeus did. For some, this might be a challenge or unfamiliar aspect of prayer, Often we find it easier to pray for others than to pray, to petition God for our own needs and desires. It can seem selfish. Perhaps we're more used to thinking that prayer should be altruistic, focused on the needs of others. But prayer is about relationship. God knows us better than we know ourselves. For some of us, it's appropriate that we answer the question, what do do you want? With a request for our own healing or that a particular need is met. But for others, the prayer might be to grow in faith 
or to develop further in spiritual qualities. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, hears them all, all of our petitions. So in closing, I'm going to read the story of Bartimaeus and end with asking the question, what do you want? The same question that Jesus asked Bartimaeus and that Jesus, through scripture, asks us today, what do you want? And after I've read the passage, let's just spend just a few moments in the presence of God and trusting that the Holy Spirit will guide us as we speak our answer to that question to God. Being honest, expressing the desires of our hearts in petition. So Jesus and his disciples went to Jericho and as they were leaving, they were followed by a large crowd. A blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. And when he heard that it was Jesus from Nazareth, he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Many people told the man to stop. But he shouted even louder, son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and called him over. They called out to the blind man and said, Don't be afraid, come on. Jesus is calling for you. So the man threw off his coat as he jumped up and ran to Jesus. Jesus asked, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man answered, Master, I want to see. And Jesus, the risen Christ, asks us this morning, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? So let's just spend a couple of moments before God. Thank you, Ashley, very much. So as we ask that question of God, what do you want? And we respond to God. And we know God is our shepherd, isn't he? He's our guide. He is the one who leads us by, beside us to waters and restores our soul. So we're going to sing the song that reminds us of that. That the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd and I will trust him.
in you. Uh, let's stand as we're led by the music group as we sing that song. seated as we spend some time in our, the presence of our Father in prayer and in intercession. And so in our prayers today, as we remember that Jesus taught us to seek and ask our Father in heaven for all that we need today, when I say within our darkest nights, please respond, let your light shine. Within our darkest nights, let your light shine. And so we pray. God of all creation, you hold the depths of the earth in your hands. You are closer to us than the air we breathe. Fill our souls with your wonderful love and light. Give us strength and courage to reflect that love and light in this world. Let us never shrink back from who we are in you or hide our light inside ourselves. 
renew in us a sense of joy. Painting the dark shadows around us with your light, your love and your salvation. Hear us today, Lord, as we pray for a world too often darkened by hatred, evil power and greed. Within our darkest night, let your light shine. God of power and might, your broken world cries out from the depths, a world dominated by the darkness of war, terror, pain and suffering. We think of the ongoing and deepening conflict in Israel, Palestine and in Ukraine and in many other places around the world. We share the pain and anguish of those who have had to flee from their homes, countries and livelihoods, who risk their lives, desperate for a new start, free from fear and war. May they see your light, feel your strength and power and know the truth of your promise that we shall not be overcome by the dark shadows of life or the darkness of human nature. Within our darkest night, let your light shine. God of compassion and grace, we share with you our love and concern for people in a dark place today. We have on our hearts the friends and loved ones of the victims of violence and hatred. We pray that they will find your strength in the compassion and love of those around them. Let your light shine through the darkness of all pain and suffering. Within our darkest night, let your light shine. God of life, we ask for your healing power on those we know who are enduring pain and illness and suffering at this time. And we name them quietly in our hearts before you now. We share the grief of people close to us who have recently lost loved ones. We know your everlasting light shines with us in moments of great sadness and great joy. Within our darkest night, let your light shine. God of love and hope, renew in us a deeper sense of who we are in you. Help us to be aware of your presence with us each and every day. Make us instruments of love and praise. May our words, actions and lives be living examples of your forgiving, healing and life-giving love. Asking and petitioning you for all these things and more. In the name of Jesus we ask. Amen. And so let's join in together and say the prayer that Jesus himself has taught us to pray. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours 
now and forever. we sing our final song I forgot to say at the start that uh, Martin and Susie are safely home and that we will be hearing more from them next Sunday but we praise God that they are safely back from Kenya so let's stand and sing our final song amazing grace my chains are gone we are free because of Jesus and all he has done for us let's stand and sing this lovely song together As we go from this place here, this blessing that the God that God puts on our hearts and in our minds and in our souls. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace, now and always. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.